Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that covers a wide range of topics. So come chill with us on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Here's your host, Mr. Anderson. Hey, hey, welcome everybody to episode 90 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for tuning in today here on the 28th. Got to make sure I look at it right. On the 28th of March, 2022. Glad you guys are here. I'm glad you guys are back with me. We're hanging out again for this week. I know last week we didn't have any shows, didn't upload any shows, but uploaded some content on TikTok. So I appreciate all the additional followers and likers and commenters on there. Instagram, additional followers. Appreciate that. Uh, YouTube, additional subscribers. So definitely appreciate that. Still active, even though I didn't upload any shows, still active. And I saw the fruits of that as well. So I appreciate you guys tuning in today. Appreciate it. Thank you for everything. Hope everyone had a great last week. Hope everyone had a great weekend. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. The weather's getting better across, you know, wherever you live at. The The sun is coming out in some places. It's getting warm outside. So if you got an opportunity, if you got a chance, get outside, get some air, get some additional oxygen, breathe some of that fresh air. Take a vacation. Do whatever you need to do to enjoy your life. As long as you're taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, and doing the things, not hurting nobody, not harming nobody, you're good to go with me. So I appreciate that. All right, so today is uh, Monday Mental Combat. Today is Monday. So we're going to talk about a tool that uh, I was introduced years ago, and I'll talk about that. I was introduced to this tool many years ago, and uh, when I first saw it, I was like, what is this? What is this supposed to be? I'm not doing this, you know, my belligerent self, right? Uh, but it, the more I grew in my career, my army career, the more and more I grew as a person, I realized this is a critical tool. It's a critical asset um, that's unique in in terms of the way it's designed. So today we're going to talk about a SWOT analysis, how to develop a SWOT analysis, as you can see here on the thumbnail. Now, for those that's not familiar with a SWOT analysis, a SWOT analysis, the acronym stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. And when you dig into a SWOT analysis, it's basically a method for identifying and analyzing internal strengths and weaknesses, as well as ex external strengths and weaknesses. Again, this is a great tool. I was introduced to this SWOT analysis when I was a recruiter in Detroit back in 2012, I think. And uh, anybody that's ever recruited in the military, not just the Army, but Marine Corps, any branch, when you're a recruiter, they love you one month, they hug you one month, and then the next month, if you're not doing well, they hate you and they slap you. Not literally, of course, but I tell you. But those that's been recruiters, you understand what I'm talking about. So we had a few good, good months in recruiting, and then we had like a couple bad months in a row. So our first sergeant and the sergeant major, they came down to the station and we talked about a SWOT analysis. Again, I had never heard of the, the, the product until they came down, you know, when we had our issues in our station. So they talked about, yeah, you got to identify your strengths, got to identify your weaknesses, got to identify the opportunities and threats. So once they broke it down, I was like, hmm, if you, a SWOT analysis, if you look at it at a macro level, and once you break it down into micro levels and the micros are your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and your threats, it can help facilitate greatness at the macro level. 
if you use it right. Right. But the thing about it, a SWOT analysis, before we dive into it, you have to be honest when you're designing and when you're populating all your data into a SWOT analysis. You have to be honest about yourself if you're doing one individually. You have to be honest about the organization if you're doing one regarding the organization. You could do one on finances. You can do don't do one any in any situation. You can ha- you can perform a SWOT analysis. It don't even have to be in a quad chart chart form. Like I have one here that we did years ago for staff sergeants. Today we're going to dive into a SWOT analysis, and what we're going to do with the SWOT analysis, I will utilize a SWOT analysis that myself and my sergeant major and my last unit before I retired we conducted, developed, and prepared a SWOT analysis as it relates to the staff sergeants that were in our unit. A lot of the staff sergeants, uh, they were definitely strong. They had strong characteristics about themselves, but a lot, a lot of people, they were lacking in some areas. I mean, we all fall short of the glory, but we want to get these guys and gals ready for the rank of Sergeant first class, subsequent master sergeant, so on and so forth. So we said, okay, let's get our staff sergeants together. And we'll conduct a, a leader professional development, but we'll have uh, the emphasis will be a SWOT analysis. So we, we can identify the strengths, the weaknesses, opportunities and threats, so on and so forth. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kind of walk the dog on this SWOT analysis. Again, you can use it. I will continue to say this. You can use utilize a SWOT analysis in any aspect of your life. It don't have to be work don't have to be organizational. You can do it with your finances. I will continue to say that this is not just a work related thing. As you see here, we're going to be talking about people as it relates to a SWOT analysis. So again, this is an, is an example of a SWOT analysis that I conducted uh, in my previous unit back in the day, a few years ago, right before I retired. All right. So again, so we're going to talk about strengths strengths as it relates to the staff sergeants in our unit. So this is the, the strengths here. Our staff sergeants have amassed a myriad of skill sets, allowing us to be diverse in multiple areas. That's a strength. Another strength. Our staff sergeants are proficient in MOS related tasks, which is the MOS military occupational specialty is the job. Uh, A number of our staff sergeants have served in platoon sergeant roles in previous units. Again, that's leadership. That's a strength. Uh, A few of our staff sergeants have served in staff positions. Again, that's critical as well. You want to have those serving those staff positions, whether it's your battalion, uh, brigade, so on and so forth. And the other echelons as well. Very diverse. You want to show diversity. So, again, those were the strengths of the staff sergeants. So let's go down to weaknesses. Uh, Trying to fit training and mentoring opportunities into the battle rhythm. Our battle rhythm was very difficult. I mean, it was it was always it was fluctuating. You know, they talked about being flexible. You always got to be flexible. It was kind of hard. It was very hard to kind of fit some type of training into that due to the mission requirements. Uh, Staff sergeants have did not have an opportunity to lead battalion leader professional development sessions, mostly the seniors and the officers led it. So I thought it was critical 
you know, we tried to try to make this weakness a strength, trying to get the staff sergeants ahead in, in front of their peers, seniors and subordinates alike. Right. Taking taking a line from NCO Creek. But we wanted the staff sergeant to kind of just be able to not only prepare a class and it's different, you know, with sergeant's time, you preparing a class, a tactical tactical class. But we wanted them to prepare a leader professional professional development class. You're getting out there in front of people talking about doctrine and uh, regulations, so on and so forth. We thought that was important, but it was a weakness at the time. Uh, time had not has not been factored into developing staff sergeants properly. That's one of the weaknesses that we had. We just didn't have the time to do it. Uh, and we want them to improve their tactical readiness. A lot of the, a lot of the staff sergeants, you know, they was in combat, so on and so forth. But again, due to the mission that we had, we didn't really have a lot of time to develop these guys. So it weren't really, really so much a weakness on them. It probably is a weakness on us as an organization. But again, like we always say, if you want to do better, you'll be better. Sometimes you got to do stuff on your own. But again, we took the onus of that just based on the type of unit we were in. So we went over the strengths already. We went over the weaknesses. These are some of the opportunities that the staff sergeants uh, can have. Uh, let's see. Provide training to the staff sergeants prior to an exercise, going over all regulations, understanding the importance of properly conducting um, conducting their mission during certain uh, mission sets. So, again, these are opportunities that we had that the staff staff sergeants had to improve themselves, to improve their own individual foxhole, if you will, to improve their toolbox. Uh, another opportunity we had just to kind of walk the dog on that weakness one, the frequency of battalion LPDs will increase with the staff sergeants taking the lead, planning, coordinating, sourcing will fall on the staff sergeants. It will be their responsibility with guidance and assistance from myself to ensure we maximize the opportunity for learning and growth. Again, so remember the weaknesses, just kind of going back, backtracking. We didn't have one of our weaknesses. We didn't have an opportunity for we didn't have an opportunity for the staff sergeants to lead battalion LPDs due to mission requirements. But on here, I say, you know what? We're going to make that an opportunity. We got to make that a priority because if we can't get these guys to grow, if we can't get them to do things outside of themselves, to think outside the box, when it's time for me to retire and it's time for the other E7s to retire, somebody got to be able to take the torch. Somebody got to be able to take the throne. So that's why I put that in there. Uh, the frequency of battalion LPDs will increase with the staff sergeants taking the lead on it. And we we'll, we gave them guidance on how to plan, coordinate, synchronize, source, resource, all of that. Uh, another opportunity was, uh, let's see here. The battalion has a myriad of promotion boards. Allowing time for me to properly mentor, identify their respective strengths and weaknesses and bridge the knowledge gap. So we had not only not promotion boards, but we had NCO the quarter boards, NCO the month boards, NCO of the year boards. And when you are staff sergeant and getting looked at for E7, winning those boards can prove vital, can be critical as it relates to advancement to the next rank. So that's an opportunity that we knew that we knew we had to get provide these guys. And the last one were threats. Now these are some of the things that threat 
that was th- that was a threat to the staff sergeant population. Uh, complacency, being stagnant, not willing to think outside the box. Because I've been a staff sergeant before. I know what it was like when you're trying to make E7 and you get passed over. You kind of like, woe is me. Well, I guess it ain't my turn. You you start not caring about things. We want to make sure they didn't fall into that. Again, a great segue. Falling into we have always done it this way mentality. That is a threat as well. That's across the board. And that's one thing I couldn't stand was, well, we always did it this way. Don't mean it was right. That's why we're going to change things. Uh, another threat, not sustaining mentoring sessions due to mission. Again, everything in the military, not just the Army, the Air Force, Navy, whatever, is based on commander's intent, mission requirements, sergeant major initiatives. Yeah, You got so many constraints. We talk about constraints and limitations. So many constraints when you're trying to do the right thing. But, you know, you got constraints from higher echelons, mission constraints. But the thing about it between the constraints and the limitations, the limitation is just what, what's on you. Again, constraints and limitations. Constraints are external. Limitations are internal. So we can complain about higher headquarters won't let us do this. Higher, higher headquarters is mandating we have to do this. Higher headquarters put our guidance that we have to do this. But at some point when you go home at night, the limitation is you. So how do we get ourselves better? What can we do? And that's one thing that we fell, we fell short of. So that was a threat. Uh, let's see here. Another one, stand sharp and up to date on knowledge. A lot of us military folks, I, myself included, I couldn't stand reading a lot of those regulations because as soon as you start figuring out the regulation and you try to implement the regulation, the regulation change. It may be a small change that could do a fraggle and change something small, something minute, or they can have a wholesale change and everything at the macro level has changed. So that's the thing about it. So that's pretty much a synopsis of a SWOT analysis that we conducted uh, with our staff sergeants. Again, we went over the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities and threats. I talked about it before and I say it again. You can relate it to finance. Say, okay, you know, you're having issues saving money, investing, whatever. Well, as it relates to this period of discussion is talking about finance. Just say you have X amount of money in the bank. You can't keep money in the bank. Always spend it. What is the so let's break it down to the SWAT level. What is your strengths? Well, I make ninety thousand dollars a year. I got 401k. I got TSP. I got all these Vanguard, all these different investment uh Investment opportunities. What's another strength? Oh, I'm in a two two income household. The part one person makes ninety thousand, other person makes one hundred thirty eight thousand. Doing pretty well. All right, let's go down to weaknesses. Well, what is a weakness? Oh, we if we make ninety thousand, we spend two hundred thousand. If the person makes one hundred thirty eight thousand, they spend three hundred thousand. That's a weakness. Overdue bills, credit card bills. Those are weaknesses. Not willing to save. That's a weakness. Always willing to spend. That's a weakness. What's the opportunity? Opportunity to invest. Opportunity for promotion, which what? Equates to higher income, more income, right? So those are your opportunities. Well, what what are the threats? Potentially potentially could get fired. Uh, Potentially can have loss in income. So you pretty much analyze. Again, I just gave you some examples. You can pretty much use that SWOT analysis and being honest with yourself 
as a snapshot for what's going on, not only with you, organization, office, individually, collectively. I even talked about I did the collective one where we had all the staff sergeants in that unit and we did this together. So you can use the SWOT analysis. It's definitely something that's critical. I think it's a vital. It can be an accurate asset for you in your toolbox, right? Another tool in your toolbox, as we used to say. So I definitely recommend if you've never done a SWOT analysis, uh, it's very easy to do. Just put one on the quad chart and make a PowerPoint quad chart, split them up in quads and have strength in one corner, weaknesses in another corner, the bottom uh, left corner will be your daggone opportunities, the bottom right corner are your threats. But at the end of the day, if you conduct a SWOT analysis, if you take the time to develop a SWOT analysis, make sure you're honest and probably the biggest thing besides honesty, make sure you follow through, make sure you follow up with the SWOT analysis. Another thing that you can do, we used to do this in recruiting. You can have the SWOT analysis done, right? Just say you do it January of whatever year, come back six months, come back 30 days, come back 90 days later, see what has changed. Now, if you do a SWOT analysis, say in February and you do another one, six months later in the same February strengths, the same February weaknesses, the same February opportunities, the same February threats are still there. You're wasting your time. So something has to change. What you want with a SWOT analysis, if you do one every six months, if you have five strengths in your SWOT analysis, hopefully you multiply that. If you have five weaknesses in your SWOT analysis, hopefully you decrease those weaknesses. If you have five opportunities in your SWOT analysis, hopefully you'll multiply that. If you have five threats in your SWOT analysis, hopefully those threats are decreased. You know what I mean? So, you know, it all depends on your constraints and your limitations, not only for yourself, for whoever you're conducting the SWOT analysis on, organization, whatever. Again, you can use this tool for any aspect of your life. Doesn't even matter. All right. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. That was just a, you know, I used the, the military version of a SWOT analysis because uh, I never conducted one on a civilian scale. I've, I've done a lot of these hundreds, hundreds of these things um, in my career. Again, the first time I was introduced to one when I was a recruiter in Detroit. And uh, it's been a vital tool. I've used it in every unit I've been in since. It's a vital tool. You, you develop it. Uh but you have to enforce it. You have to ensure you follow up with it because if you don't, then you're just wasting not only your time, you're wasting the computer's time, you're wasting the organization's time, you're just wasting time. So make sure you conduct the SWOT analysis. Again, you can use it for any aspect. Conduct it, you know, you develop it, implement it, do whatever you need to do, but make sure you follow up. Follow up to see what have you improved, to see what you have improved. All right, appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in today here on episode 90 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. Definitely glad to be back. Definitely glad to be back. See you guys tomorrow on a talking on a Tuesday. We'll have something fun to talk about. Something fun. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great Monday. Have a great day. And uh do all the things you need to do to be successful. Go ahead and make a SWOT analysis. Do it tonight. I'll order you to. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great day. All praises due. All the best. Trust and believe.